This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. You White Lotus aren't welcome. Who do you work for? We work for the lady. We work for the lady. What size jacket are you? Give it to me. For the first time, you, your generation, and our family had a chance to be brought up in the culture. I'm so sorry. I've lost. I'm so lost. What, what happened here? We were just minding our own business. Turns out somebody beat up our limo driver and, and they had these symbols taro i'm uh, i understand you're basically the leader of this group so i think it's time for you to make a decision and to get your team in order me jaeger and kevin are gonna go back to the masters you go get some sleep and talk to your uncle uh you know what let's just keep going on that train milo and yang we're gonna be with you guys you guys get back onto the island it is night you're uh, afternoon nap, Milo, is now going to turn into your nightly sleep because the moon is out. It has been nighttime with how long you've had. This has been a long day for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yawns. He's yawning <laughs> constantly. He never stops yawning. <laughs> You're going to have to role play that now. Just, just, just so you know. <sighs> All right, that Can was a just... really authentic yawn. I'm, I'm yeah, just going to just... use that. Okay, perfect. Oh, guys. That's going to now be the swear sound, uh, for this for this arc. Um, <laughs> instead of the cat dog, it's just Milo yawning. <laughs> Aren't you glad that you waited until you couldn't capture my ye anymore? Yeah, I mean, I guess How? I'm definitely not. I'm not going to use that you. that that kitty voice that Taro and Jaeger used. That's definitely that whole scene. Might You're going to replace it. it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm that kidding. I gold. wouldn't do that. That would that would get rid of a lot that of the roleplay in that scene. <laughs> but no, uh, for real. I have to. T I, well, I literally have to about? take an aspirin now. Taro, I will mute you. Okay. I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> okay. I have to take a freaking aspirin, guys. That's that's what's sad. Like y'all's over sweetness gave me a headache. <laughs> Oh, I saw so Tommy. You guys... <laughs> Let me continue. <laughs> oh my god, my head. Let hurts. me continue. <laughs> Listen, it's either the chill voice. We don't have time for this. Well, then go ahead and talk. <laughs> I bring the goofs. It's, it is you. It really is. Alright, <laughs> yeah, so, Milo. So, Milo and Yang, you guys finally get back onto Air Temple Island. You see uh, Valahalaru. Uh, Milo, you look up to the attic window, and you see the light is on already. He's definitely chilling in there. Um, but really, it's up to you guys. What do y'all want to do? It's nighttime. You know, you, Milo, it's probably time for you to go to bed or something. Um, Yang, what do you guys want to do? I think Milo would like to invite Yang for a pre-bedtime tea and snack. Would you happen to have cabbages and maybe peaches? 
Well, we have tons of cabbages. Not sure how our peach supply is currently doing, but we could check on that. I was just curious. Do you mind if we have tea with Iroh? I think that would be delightful, yes. Because I could just imagine him, like, hearing the whistle, trying to get to me, not being able to. I yeah, want to well, let him know I'm alright. Absolutely. I'll, um, if you want to uh, tend to your friend, I'll bring the fixings. Make sure you bring a lot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Yang, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what do you mean? I'm gonna go check up on Aro. No, what are you- boring. Okay, JB, what really? are you doing? Well, did JB? I just hear that correctly? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting water! Aha! Uh, uh -huh. uh -huh. Okay. okay, And my good. name's Kevin Waters. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Alright. You guys... Milo, you, you, get, you get someone to um, see your... Your peach supply, it is in pretty decent quality. You're able to get a few peaches, mostly cabbages. You get some of the um, air bent, the airbender uh, defense squads to get some tea stuff. And all this stuff is made for you guys as you head into the what is usually the barracks, but there's a side that's just for air bison. And you even have your own uh, sky bison in there, Milo. Uh, a much older bison than Iroh is, but the two of them are kind of just relaxing together. Uh, you guys both, knowing bisons your entire lives, uh, can tell that me that Iroh has taken a liking, or taken a liking to your bison, Milo, and your bison has basically comforted Iroh when Iroh heard the whistle and was trying to get to uh, get to Yang. Uh, but you guys have this section that's uh, blocked off by just like these fence lines and you're able to just open it up and walk into the little stable area for the air bison. Uh, because the rest of your family is gone, Milo, the only uh, the only bisons that are in here are your own and Iroh. Uh, but Iroh sees you, Yang, and goes, <clears throat> and like gets up and heads over to you just to like brush against you. Yes, buddy, you were right. That was stupid. And he sits down and starts panting next to you. Good news, we're gonna have tea. His eyes widen. <laughs> and he goes, like, push over a trough <laughs> of tea. <laughs> His head cocks to the side and he's like, <clears throat> I, I'm sorry it took so long. I'm and sorry he looks at you I... and he goes, <laughs> Milo, Promise. you look over to your bison, uh, and your bison is just laying there. Uh, his fur is a lot, is grayed a lot due to his age. Uh, not as lively as he used to be, but can still fly. You know, he's still a good bison for you. And he looks at you and he goes, Milo nods, like sets down whatever he's carrying, maybe like a tray of food or something. Um, and he like goes over and just, uh, pets his good little furry friend on the head. Big furry friend. <laughs> <laughs> Your little big furry friend. And he starts eating it up. It's just... Very slow. He's a very slow bison. Yeah, he uh, leans in but a he little does, bit. But he does like... 
he leans into your uh, into your rubs on his head as he eats. And Milo says, "Good news! You've been invited to tea and snacks before bed." <laughs> as he's munching, he goes, "Just an just an approval." Like he understood what she said. The your uh, officers come and bring the tea and stuff like that. Big. Big um, cups for Iroh and your bison as they set those down. Iroh eats the entire cup. Uh, your bison sips and licks the water up instead of eating the cup. Iroh just loves tea. Uh, they also have a bunch of cabbages and peaches on plates for you guys. And Iroh keeps trying to like steal uh, Yang's food that's on his plate. Oh, I'm just airbending it into Iroh's mouth. <laughs> and maybe he, he rolls on bisons. <laughs> he rolls onto his back and just has his mouth open like, yes, feed me. I ask Milo, did you choose your bison or did your bison choose you? <sighs> Hadn't thought about that. Let's do... I'm trying to think. You know what? <clears throat> he uh, chose me. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. That's my answer. He chose me. I always had a bit of uh, animal magnetism. <laughs> kind of cocks an eyebrow. But I made a good friend out of this one. And he uh, throws a whole cabbage behind him. Oh. For uh, Pokey 5. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that's, that's his name, I guess. Pokey 5. Pokey 5 what shrugs. What happened to Pokey 1 through 4? Uh, they were lemurs. They were delicious. <laughs> Shorter lifespans. Jaeger, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around like, where's... I keep hearing him, but where is he? Iroh goes to try to eat. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Frog. Sorry. I was going to say, he tries to eat more stuff off of your plate. He tries to sneak, but he's definitely an enormous bison, so... He tries to, like, sneak over your shoulder, but really he just kind of, like, encapsulates you with his body as he goes for your plate. I gently push Iroh back. Air bends peach into his I I didn't choose Iroh either he he came to me I guess they know who they'll get along with throughout their lifetimes I don't know I just feel this weird connection between me and Iroh I can already tell. It seems like you have a good friend and companion. When I was lost in my mind, Iroh was my life. And I, I, can't ex God. I can't explain it. He's he's different than other Sky Bison. 
I wish I knew how to explain it. Well, at the end of the day, I think the only thing that really matters is that you have a very big, soft support system that's loyal and will always be at your side. I don't know. I think I made him mad. I don't know. He looks pretty happy to me. You can keep feeding him. That usually works. I abandoned my team in Baylong. And here is the first time you've seen them since? I'm not even sure if they want me back. I honestly wasn't exactly a team player. I don't think that we can let our past mistakes define who we are in the future. What matters most, Yang, is do you want to help them and be with them? I want to help them, yes. I want to help find the after. I don't know why, I just know that I need to help find the Avatar. But yet, the Avatar is the reason I have so much doubt. I can only hope then, if you do find the Avatar, that it gives you some relief and answers. I've only met your team briefly they seem like a interesting bunch that's very fascinated with minding their own business <laughs> <laughs> but i've seen worse people in the world and if they're really decent folk i'm sure they don't and they won't hold it against you for leaving them before they long destroyed my views I was not prepared for None of us were ready for it, to be honest. But I was not prepared for corruption. I wasn't prepared to face a world that's growing. Perhaps that's something the culture of the air nation needs to work on a little bit the world is growing and changing and when i was growing up i kind of had a front row seat to it all so i adapted to it fairly well and i still had my airbending training and learning from my father but uh, i can imagine what the more uh, rigorous teachings at the air temple how distance they can make one feel coming into all of this and he just like gestures at everything <laughs> around him it's not just distant towards all of this and I gesture to everything as well <laughs> it's 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 everything attachment emo uh, uh morals everything was so black and white and attachment was forbidden and 
I don't understand. Like, I have an attachment to Iroh, but yet an attachment is not allowed. Everything is black and white, but yet Bay Long just proved everything was not. That's and the. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was letting out a sigh. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that's the funny and difficult thing about the world is that it often challenges us and the things we believe or once believed. But it's what we do with these challenges and how we overcome them that I think define who we really are. And Yang, it seems to me like you're at a crossroads where you really want to find out who you are. And I know it's not going to be easy. But on the bright side, I don't think you have to do it alone. You have those weird friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have a team that I'm sure would welcome you back. That, that you've traveled with for some time. And even if nothing else, Yang, I want you to remember that no matter how bleak this world looks or how lost you feel, your Uncle Milo is always going to be here. You always have a place wherever I go. So don't be afraid to come calling. I met some interesting airbenders in my travels before I came here to Republic City. They were traveling air nomads. I met I met someone there. I gave him my glider. But in that brief week I was there, I actually felt free. Do you enjoy that feeling? I did. Then but I don't know if that's the path I'm meant to follow. The only path you're meant to follow, Yang, is the one that makes the most sense to you. No one should expect you to follow a path that doesn't resonate with who you are. And take it from someone who's walked many paths in his life. It takes a little bit of trial and error. But when you find the right one, it does click. You just have to not be afraid to take that step. How do I know who I am when I've been compared to Aang? Or Janeiro? Or even you? Or even Grandfather? I think you'll figure out who you are when being compared to the rest of our family no longer matters. Yes, there's a legacy behind you, Yang, but that legacy doesn't define you. Your future is untold. The places you go, the things you'll do and accomplish, that's for you to decide. And even if the world tries to tell you who you are, you don't need to listen. You've given me a lot to think. <laughs> and people don't think that I have a good head on my shoulders. That I'm nothing but some uh, 
good looks. And he smiles and finishes off his tea. Well, I wouldn't be able to say that about you since I don't have too many memories. We're building the memories now. What was Korra like? Can you see... You see Poke 5 uh, Strong? rests his head. <laughs> rests his head right next to you, uh, Milo. And Iroh actually does the same. He calms down and uh, from his goofs and lays down next to you, Yang. And I think um, after another uh, Yang, you can just copy and paste the one I did earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, Milo will sit down his cup of tea and he'll say, Cora, she was strong, committed, determined, kind. Yeah. A lot of the same qualities you hear people uh, talk about when they discuss Aang. A good person who at the end knew how to grow and become who she needed to be. Of course, she would have been lost without your Uncle Milo, who was a vital aspect of Team Avatar, but <laughs> he smiles. I smile as well, let out a soft chuckle. <laughs> uh, listen, Yang, it's uh, getting a little late for your old uncle. You're not so old, uncle. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's getting late for your uncle. Um, I do want to mention before we uh, start cleaning up that you know, your friends came here with a message from the White Lotus looking to uh, retain the services of Val. Val's capable of finding people, as you know, and I talked to Val um, before setting up that he would go with them and I talked him into helping you find your mom. If that's something you still want to do. I think about it for a moment. I think we need to find the Avatar first. Milo and smiles. I sort of got some of the answers I was hoping to get then maybe the path you walk will bring you both to the Avatar and your mother. The, uh, the world's a big place, Yang. And I find it important not to feel too constricted, too defined. I enjoy the sensation of being free as well. A favorite saying of mine was to be as free as the wind because the winds can go anywhere. So I hope the wind carries you wherever you wish to go. And Yang, hearing that, that sounds very reminiscent of something that Rost has said before. Uh, he said that's an old Airbender Traveler's uh, quote. I smile. Uncle Mila, do you have a glider I can borrow? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
yeah, I, I imagine that if that's the end of the talking, we can clean up and um, I, I think Milo can get him that uh, glider. Mm-hmm. After Milo goes to sleep and I get the glider, um, I let Iroh be, but I just fly around for a bit. Okay. And I think at that point we can cut to the other three. I think that's a good moment. So the three of you have taken a trip in this cab to the mid-sector, which is where the stay in is located. Um, you guys eventually get to the front of it. It's a massive hotel, like eight, nine stories tall. It feels like a skyscraper looking at it from the floor. Uh, but you head inside and it looks a lot like the same way that, uh, it, the one in Beilong looked to you, Kevin, just much smaller scale. There's a lot of people in this place, even at night. It looks like a lot of people that were traveling via a ship or a train are trying to, you know, get their, get their keys for their rooms and stuff like that. It seems like a very busy place and the interior of it looks, Anybody ever watch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Um, the interior yes. looks a it. The interior looks a lot like that. You know, you've got a couple of steps down into like a, a sitting area. You've got uh, not an elevator because those don't necessarily exist yet, but you do have like a stairway to your right side. To the left is like employees only rooms and stuff like that. And you've also got the desk. Um, that's just this long countertop that receptionists sit in the back uh, behind and deal with the customers and stuff like that, getting their keys. Uh, it's, it's a bustling place. Uh, you see a lot of um, people coming up and down the stairs as well. There's two sets of stairs rather than a stair, uh, stairway and an elevator. But um, very clearly you can tell this inn, just like the rest of this entire city, is constantly busy. Nice. Um, I'm assuming already woken up and we're from, we just got out of the cab, right? No, I'm. Yeah, you guys got out of the. Yeah, however you want to go inside. <laughs> yeah, I walk. I'm woken up from my nap. At the taro shake me up awake. Probably <laughs> saying, Kevin, you don't get your big ass. I don't get your big butt off of me. Oh, I see a cuddler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um, we did pay the we did pay the tap guy, right? What was that? I just told him to put it on General Milo's bill. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> my plan is foiled. Because <laughs> <laughs> I. Because he said he was I fine, have, but... okay. Because I want to say I got like Republic City uh, money, and I have Waterbender money, so I don't have the paper money. You don't have Republic City money. You don't actually. have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about the cab guy. He, he, he's gone. He got paid. Okay. So I was like, hey, let's walk in. 
Yeah, you guys are inside now. Um, the same scene that I just described to you is what you have in front of you guys. Kevin, you're all too familiar with um, having to like get your key at the reception desk and then head to the room, gotcha. such and such. Uh, you, you all know already that you guys are, since you're White Lotus, you guys were expected here and the rooms were already taken care of. You can probably just tell them that you're White Lotus and get your keys. Alright. Uh, but you guys you guys take a moment, um, wait in the line of the reception desk, because uh, even though there's two or three people at this desk, there's still a number of people before you can get to the receptionist. You finally do, though, you tell them, um, do you guys tell them that you're White Lotus, or do you guys tell them your name? Yeah. I'm telling them, um, White Lotus. White Lotus. Okay. Uh, they'll write it down in, in their uh, binder and then hand you guys um, keys and they say, okay, so there's three of you, here's three keys. Uh, who wants the left uh, the left side and who wants the right? And you see she's holding the keys, uh, one key for the left side, two keys for the right. I'll take the right. Okay. And I look at the I'm like, latest choice. Oh, you're so sweet, but I insist. I'll take the left. Okay, right and she is. hands that to you and then hands hands you the key to the right, Taro. And she just goes through this um, here. It almost seems like a, a speech that she says all the time. She just mentions uh, that each room is equipped. Uh, each room is equipped with a rotary phone, two beds, and a small TV uh, that is a black and white TV. You may be allowed to request a radio at the desk if you would like. The western rooms, which would be the ones that are uh, the left, have the blinds to block off the uh, the spirit portal. Uh, the ones on the right side do not. Uh, you know, the opposite side. Uh, you guys... Also, uh, real quick, Jaeger, give me a perception check. Okay. Okay. Uh. Oh, oh no, uh, 17. You got a 17? Yeah. Jaeger, you're kind of just absentmindedly listening to her. You really don't care. You just want to get to the room and rest. But you're looking around at all the people in here. And someone in particular catches your eye, Jaeger. You see these a group of women sitting down in the seating area that's slightly, um, what's the opposite of elevated? Delevated, I guess. Um, in the sitting area towards the center of this area. You see she has the same brown hair that you recognized from your, uh, past. You see, um, it looks like she has some kind of, like, light burn on her arm. You, your heart skips a beat because you think to yourself, no, Freya can't be here. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Probably thinks he's just tired or worn out. Okay. But you, uh, you snap back into your reality here and, um, she finish the lady finishes her speech behind the speech behind the reception's desk 
and uh, nudges you guys away so that she can continue with the next person in line. Um, you three have your keys. It is like the fourth or fifth floor up, the same floor that you know your teachers to be on. Kevin, I have a gut feeling that you would have asked that. Um, mm -hmm. after, heading, after heading up the stairs, uh, looking at all the rooms, you see, like, there's two of you that would be on the left side, three that would be on the right. With the three of you guys, that means that one of the teachers is on the left and one of the teachers is on the right. But you guys each go into your rooms. Uh, the same d description that she said, uh, it's two beds, the small black and white TV, a rotary phone by one of the beds. Um, anybody that's on the left side of this hallway has the blinds to block off the spirit portal. Uh, light coming through so that you could get some rest. Uh, and hearing the doors move around, you see Vana and... Well, just Vana pop out of her room. And she goes, Oh, oh, you guys, hi! You guys are back! Yay! We're here! Hi! What, Hi. Um, what a day we had. Oh, yeah, that was... What? So what happened? You guys took a little longer than I thought you would getting back here. <sighs> let's not talk about this in the hallway. Yeah. Let's get into one of the rooms. Uh, sh should I get Chong? Yes, yeah, slumber party. Okay, I'll get, I'll get Sean. And, uh, Kevin, you guys can go in whichever room. Uh, Vana gestures for you guys to go into her room, which is on the same side that Taro had. It's on gotcha. the left side. Uh, but you guys all head inside that room. She gets Sean. You guys all huddle into this room here. Uh, a couple of you sit on one of the beds. A couple of you sit on the other. Sean, um, just stands in the room and is listening to this conversation and Kevin, um, you see Vana is just sitting there intently looking at you, waiting to hear this conversation. Okay, um, as soon as we were done, you and I were done talking, we got attacked by three, uh, by a group of three. Uh, uh, well, we were three minding our own business, by the way. We were. Shang nods. Uh, they attacked us. One was an earthbender and two were fire. Um, uh, one, one ran for the hill, the other one we knocked out, and the other uh, pretty much uh, spilled the beans of what's going on. They're part of a group uh, called... Let me check my notes real quick. Wow, I completely uh, forgot to write it down. <laughs> the Bending Provoke Group. They're led by a lady. Um, he was kind of skittish on what lady, what's, uh, what's her name? I think it was just mm. the lady. As a proper huh. so, so it sounds like she probably just goes by that, doesn't give them their name. Like, this guy, was he just like a thug or? Like, he did she said that oh, okay. the lady hired him to ruffle us up. To scare us uh, out of this town. Like ruffle you guys up as in you guys are benders or because you guys were white, white lotus? Because we're white lotus. Oh. 
Well, that's interesting. I would think that vendors would want us here after seeing all these vendor restrictions in town. Yeah. As, as we were talking to uh, to the to the art vendor uh, who was filling the beans, uh, they were thinking uh, after we told them, "Hey, we're just going to build a school here." They were they were proud of fine with it. Was just they got paid to rough us up. For them, it was just business. Was she okay? Were you said the lady told them about this? Was she paid? Did she pay them, or did she get paid and had them do it or something? And I looked to Tara like, I think she paid them. Earthbender Sandy Boy said the lady hired them to ruffle us up. I don't know if she was paid by someone else, and you know, but that's what we know. They hmm. gave us the location of where to find her, but we're minding our business. Right? Right. Right. Well, the thing is, though, if there's a bender revolt going on in town, that's kind of something that we need to know about, too. Um, I think... I think that's something that maybe we should follow up on. You know, we want to get in good standings with the, the council here so that they help us open a school, help them see that we're not just here to help the benders, you know? We're here for everybody. Right. And as this conversation is going on, Sean walks up to you, Jaeger. Sean walks up to you, Jaeger, and just, like, comes down close that only you can hear what he's saying. And he goes, meet me in my room. And he walks out. Okay. Um, it's gonna be a little bit of a delayed follow. Jaeger's still, like, kind of in shock. Like, he he's kind of messed up right now. He doesn't really know what to think or say. He's just, like, thinking back on the uh, that one henchman that brought her up and now po the possibility of her being alive is really messing up Jaeger. And so after that, I guess he's going to follow Sean back in there to the room or whatever. Okay. And the conversation in this room continues where Vana's saying, um, I think it would be important for us to inspect that. Uh, Shang and I are going to speak with the council. Hopefully tomorrow we're going to give them a call. and Because they never really gave us a specific time for us to state our case. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a little weird. I hope that we weren't set up to come here or something. Like bait? I would take caution, I think. With anything that we do, I don't Perhaps. know if it's a good idea to be flaunting around as White Lotus if this is what's going on. Yeah, and uh, as you say that, you'd notice, you see uh, Vana, she even has her, her, sh her sash kind of like on one of the 
um, like a bed frame or something just hanging. And she looks at it for a moment and she's like, um, with you guys getting attacked because you're White Lotus, it might be best to kind of hide the fact that we're here, you know, hide in plain sight for a little bit. Oh, we register, do you register on your own name or you register as White Lotus into this hotel? The Hotel White Lotus, but we do have our um, IDs that were made when we came into the city. Uh, which definitely keep that okay. with you. Absolutely keep that with you. Um, it's just, you know, we, we signed in as White Lotus. We didn't know that all of this was happening. Right. Looks like we may need to bump together tonight. Or at least um, hope they don't attack the while we sleep. Do we need to inform Torque or others? Um... And you see her face just kind of like drops a little bit when you mention Tork, but she's just like, I'll take care of talking to him um, and get stuff straightened out. If we need to, they can bring in a few more sentries here or something, or Go could come, because uh, it always helps having an airbender in the group. But yeah, let's just not worry about that tonight. I'll, I'll give him a call tomorrow. Oh, speaking of airbenders. That's right. We saw Yang. Yeah, he's round. Really? Yep. We oh, saw him okay. at Airbender Island. I'm and, sorry, Dean. Uh, as you guys... No, you're fine. As you guys talk about that, the camera kind of pans away from this room and goes into Shang's room. Uh, as Jaeger walks in, uh, you see Shang is sitting there. He's got candles um, laid between himself and just an empty spot. Um on the floor and the candles are lit and he just he's meditating and he looks up to you and he goes shut the door I close that door he gestures for you to sit at the candles or you know behind the candles so you guys are facing each other with the candles between y'all I do that and you see he's got his his circle of fire around him. Um, he goes to, like, he reaches to make one for you, but you start it yourself, and he pulls his hand away and puts his hands back in, like, a meditative stance, and he sits there for a moment just kind of looking at you. And he finally says, I have taught you for a number of years now. You have learned much in your time with me, and I have learned much in my time with you. I believe it is time for us to strengthen your training as a firebender. Well, he he waits for he um, waits for a response from you. I'm ready. He just nods and he goes has anyone ever taught you the paths of firebenders? No. And you see, he just nods. And he goes, A firebender, once they have achieved a certain level of 
abilities are able to decide where they want their powers to go and the direction that they want to go as benders and as people. A path is very important to a firebender. Judging from the path they have chosen, it is easy to tell their personalities, it is easy to tell their strengths and their weaknesses. It is important that you find yourself making this decision with the utmost confidence. And he raises his hand to a couple of the candles on the floor, and he just kind of like moves his hand up and the fires raise like an extra foot and begin to make a pattern in the flames as he kind of twirls his hands around. And he goes, there are three paths of firebenders. One is the path of the dragon. And as he says that, you see the flames finally form into the shape of a dragon head, and it arcs its mouth open and breathes fire over to you, not close enough to harm you or anything, just towards you. And he goes, the path of the dragon is known as one full of delicacy in the art of firebending. They understand that fire is a heartbeat, and they also understand the healing properties of this fire. This path was originally created by the Sun Warriors, a group no longer in existence, but their firebending training still continues. And he puts his hand down and the fires go back down to normal. And he goes over to the middle section and he raises his hands, the same stuff, he swirls his hands around. He goes, the next path is the path of the sun. And when he says that, all the flames group together to form one giant ball of fire that looks like the sun. The most light that you've seen is now emanating in this room, almost as if you have a light on in here instead of just the candles. And he goes, The path of the sun focuses purely on the power and energies from the firebending. It hones in the most strength to fire. However, and he puts his hands down and the fire goes back to normal, and he says, The path of the sun focuses solely on this energy. They do not gain anything new through their life experiences. They are solely there for the damage that may be caused. This path is dangerous to follow because fire can burn and go out of control so easily. I have a suspicion that your father himself has chosen this path, explaining why the Searcher clans do what they do. He goes over to the last row, and he raises his hand, and the fire rises. This one's higher than the rest of them, and he goes, the final path. He twirls his hand, and it turns into, it looks like two swords made out of fire clashing between each other as these lights dance in front of your eyes. He goes, is the path of the blade. This path was created by Zuko himself. 
and it specializes in fusing the power of firebending with your weapons. And he puts his hand down, lowers the fires, and he goes, This path is vital in having your weapon with you, however. If you are separated from your blades, it's almost as if a part of you is gone as well. And all of the fires go back to their idle stance. And now the light in this room is just illuminating you and him, the small rings of fire around you guys. And he says, choosing a path, and you cannot turn back. You will dedicate the rest of your firebending training in these paths. And I can teach you whichever one you decide. But the decision should be made now. The sooner we can get this training, the sooner you'd be strong enough to face your father. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not my father, but I do need to be strong so I can defeat him and protect my new friends. And you see he nods. I know this might be, I know this might be a disappointment to you, Master, but the sun calls for me. You see, he, he sighs a little bit and nods, and he goes, that would be the easiest for me to train you in, because I myself chose that path. I am shook. <laughs> Sorry to and break a room. He finally... I am shook no, by that. Fine. You see, he lowers the other um, candles that were designed for the others, and the three for the Path of the Sun raise higher to uh, make up for the, the lack of light from the rest of the candles. And he goes... When I was a boy, I chose to run from my family's home. I was foolish, and I was naive. Joining into the Fire Nation schools before the White Lotus schools, I got into a fight. I triggered an Agni Kai against a, a much older, much more mature firebender than myself. And he just rubs the side of his face that has the scar and the blind eye. And he goes, I learned a valuable lesson that day. Unfortunately, though, I didn't learn enough lessons to understand what I should and shouldn't do. My path started to be shown to me more once I heard word of the White Lotus School. And I decided to join into the school to be strong, to be a better firebender, to be the best firebender. I was eight when this happened. I never looked back. 
never saw my family again. And if it wasn't for Lord Zuko himself, I would not be on the path I am today, in the school, in the society. He told them to give me an opportunity. The same reason I gave them the ultimatum of giving you an opportunity. He saw something in me as I saw something in you. I had a teacher who was the path of the dragon. And he just looks over to those candles, now burnt out due to his own firebending. And he pauses for just a moment longer than you would expect before he goes. Still I was foolish. Still I was young. And still I wanted power. He taught me the delicacies of the fire that we hold in our hands and in our hearts. He helped teach me there is a kindness even in the blaze of fire. And he looks down in the center candles, the ones that were uh, signified for the path of the sun, and he goes, I can teach you that same kindness and still teach you the raw strength. And I believe you are ready to begin that. I'm ready whenever you are. Mm. Congrats! I thought you were going to go for number three. I really? did too. I really I thought it was like number three. I was thinking number one. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking number one. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm not like my father, who's number two, so I'll do number two. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that was Jaeger basically explaining that he's not making the the decision because his father made the same decision. He's, he's trying to he's, prove that he's he making can... a differentiation, a differentiation. Yeah. Wow. What's wrong with my mouth today? He's he, he's uh, you can he's just trying you can to use the same it. teachings. Yeah, you can use the same teachings to prove that you you can still have that power, but be better than the, than it, than him. It's the wielder, not the power. Yeah. 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 And Shang understood. Shang understood that. As he himself took he, the same path. Yes. So let's get back to uh, the room that the rest of you guys are in. You know, you talked with Vana a little bit more about uh, the what happened tonight, uh, and you guys finish up that conversation with a bit of a silence. Uh, Jaeger and Shang eventually find their way back inside, though they seem rather quiet. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, you guys just finished the conversation explaining the events. So what do we want to, like, do? Because I feel like there's a couple of different things we could do, but I don't know if we have a set plan yet. We haven't really discussed what we're actually going to do. 
Well, that's, is that's this the, the kind thing. of hotel um, that has like a pool and ping pong table in it? Um, Can we go to the rooftop yes. bar? Um, yeah. I don't think yes. we even have yes. <laughs> Did we? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to all those Roll. things. Yeah. I rolled over a 15 Roll. on yeah. every one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you guys had dinner. Um, Vana was able to bring in something, and just when you and Shang finished your stuff, Jaeger, uh, you guys walked back into Vana's room and were able to eat more than just Water Tribe food, which probably sounds delicious to everybody except for Kevin and Vana. Um, yes, there is a pool down in like the the basement, the first level basement of this place, and there could very, very well be a bar set on the highest floor of the building. How about an indoor pool? Yes, the first level basement. Oh, okay. But the, I mean, at this point now, I'm not really gonna do any hand-holding. If you guys want to put initiative into go places, it's entirely up to you guys now. We are officially in a D&D campaign, so the, wow. the events are entirely up to you guys. Meanwhile, at Southern Knot, uh, Air Temple Island. Back at the ranch. Meanwhile, back at the creek. Down by the creek. Exactly. You three are going to have a now, lavish time at the hotel and everything like that. I'm just going to chill. Do we want to, like, discuss what we want to do? Like, we know about this lady, and we know about... We know where she is located, but are we minding our own business? That is the question. Are we minding our own business? We have. If we go and we stir up trouble, or 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 um, or trouble finds us, it could put uh, put the core mission, which is a white lotus school here into the city in in jeopardy. Well, Trouble's already looking for us, so... And we'll be in the right so long as we mind our own business. Good point. So, we just casually walk in the direction of the lady whilst minding our own business. I'm proudly repping the White Lotus. Mm-hmm. 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 Decision. Kevin, like, oh dear. <laughs> Kevin, what about your dad? You wanna go see your daddy o? In the morning, yes. But right now, in the evening? Yeah, evening, he needs his breath after today. Is it, uh, excuse me, DM? Is it like the. Is it like a week? Uh, do they even have weekends? <laughs> in this world? Not in this city. Like, I mean, this like, this is repu day? this is like yeah, New York. That's like Saturday. asking if New York shuts down on Saturdays. A CEO like him is twenty four hours, seven days a week, thirty five free. <laughs> if like 
If uh, you guys want to wait until morning to do anything, that's totally cool. Like, I'm not trying to get you guys to do something right now. I just didn't know if you guys want to go to bed or you guys want to discuss things together. Will the bed hurt Jaeger's back? <laughs> um. <No>. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled under a 10, so... No! <laughs> but... Not the back! The pillow will be the best pillow you've ever had. I rolled a nat 20 on pillow check. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> Meanwhile, it turns out that it's a cat dog. Don't make me go over there, Yang. <laughs> hey, Sable is missing. You have no idea the nightmares I've had with those I creatures. I haven't seen Inger one. talks to himself while Yang is away. <laughs> 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 so, I, I'm getting the impression that there's not really anything that you guys want to do right now. Nothing pressing, I think. Like Nothing pressing. No, I mean, uh, the only thing that I was going to do tonight was talk to Uncle Milo fly around, and then crash with Ira. That was it. And then in the morning, do my routine, which is meditate, and then go up with them. And plus, like, story okay. speaking, like, two of the three members in this hotel are traumatized from the earlier events. So it would be kind of... Mm -hmm. I feel strange. like Taro probably wouldn't sleep. I mean, you guys can talk night. about that, too. <laughs> Same you, with like, Yeager you guys well. can have one-on-one -on -one with each other. Like, if Jaeger wants to go speak with Taro about that stuff, Kevin wants to go speak to Jaeger, like, you guys can interact with each other. It's okay. You guys don't have to not. be afraid. You, no one can interact with me. Jaeger kicks the door down and yells at Taro, saying, I hate that frog. <laughs> what can frog? we talk about that frog? I don't know what frog you're talking about. The, the, the frog. No. What frog? The, the Vahalaru. Oh, yeah. Man. He did the mind thing and you left. <laughs> yeah, that frog sucks. Yeah, I don't like that frog. I don't like that frog either. Where is Kevin in all this? Where Where are you, Kevin? <laughs> Was that the end of the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> You said know. you kicked down her door. I'm still around with Bala. Oh, Kevin, you're there as well. <laughs> I'm gonna do this for you guys. We can. If there's nothing that y'all want to talk about, we'll just cut to morning. You guys have gone to bed, and you guys have woken up. <laughs> it is now morning time. Um, and as you guys are prepping yourselves for the morning, uh, getting your scimitar ready, Jaeger, uh, sharpening it possibly. Kevin, you're making sure you've got enough water in your water skins. Uh, Taro, you're looking at your gun, um, wondering how to tend to it. Um, uh, and you're hearing Vana in the other room. Guys, guys, turn on your TVs! Turn on your TVs! I'm turning on my, t uh, my TV. And turn on my TV. Alright, and as you guys do, you're seeing, like, 
TV action, well, not really action, more like TV news things. And it's like, uh, you hear, uh, I'll just give you the brief summary. I don't actually want to role play it. But you're getting a summary, basically, of the events that happened last night on the news. You're seeing this news anchor lady talking about how the Aang statue is being defaced. And in the background, you see the Aang, the Aang statue with uh, people on blimps using... Uh, like scrubbers to scrub off the stuff that was on the Aang statue. Uh, she's also going on to talk about how there was uh, evidence of bender activity down in the vine sector uh, and as such means that there are a few lawbreakers out in the city at the moment that should be uh, not chased down but they're going to be found. Um, but one thing to note, fortunately, they believe that the defacer of the Aang statue was actually a member of the Bender Revolt group that resides in this area rather than uh, you guys, fortunately. Uh, there's also something that they point out saying that the White Lotus has now been to the city and is actually currently in the city. More specifically, it says that they're even in the Stay In Hotel that's in the middle sector of the city, according to an anonymous tip by a cab driver. Uh, they point out that the White Lotus is supposedly here to help the council meeting and hoping to maintain peace with the city. However, the events that happened last night show that they are not, uh, they don't seem to have a, a grasp on maintaining peace at the moment. Uh, and then it says more news at 11 and then it carries on to something else Wow so did we get docked wow. because we didn't pay the taxi driver I think we did pay I thought we did pay the taxi driver I told him nope, to put it on actually. Milo's bill mm-hmm. yeah gosh we were docked and Milo skipped town good lord well it was nice knowing you guys Mm -hmm. I'll see you next time. Uh, you and you guys... Here. You can't stay here in the hotel. It's too dangerous now. Um, but you guys start getting knocks on the door, on your doors. Uh, you go to answer them and you see uh, Vana and Shang are standing, trying to get all of you guys into one room so that you guys can all discuss the, the events that took place last night and what you guys just saw on the television. And uh, once you guys all get inside... Uh, Shang looks very upset. Not necessarily at you guys, just at the fact that, uh, you guys have only been here one night and they're already, uh, putting slander to the White Lotus name just by saying that you guys don't know, like, don't have any, uh, control in any of these situations. And he kind of looks at the whole group and says, um... The longer we mind our own business here, the more fingers will be pointed in directions that they shouldn't be pointed in. Invana speaks up and says, Yeah, um, here's the thing, guys. We need to prove to the city that we're here to hold peace. You know, we're not just here to help the benders, which we're all benders in here. We all... Let's be honest, we all do want to do that in one way or another, but we're here for everybody. There's 
defacing on the statues and stuff like that. You guys already told me who did that. But he's under he's under control with with uh, Milo. You said the problem is though of this Bender Revolt group that they were talking about, and all these other events that are happening. If they're saying that we're not going to do anything for the city, we have to prove otherwise. There's no point in them bringing in a, a school if they don't think we're going to do anything to help them out. Does the city want the, this group gone, though? They are lawbreakers. No matter how you look at it, the law states that benders cannot use their bending in the city. I would suggest uh, working with the police in the city or some way that we can gather enough information to to find this group. You guys have the information on where their hideout is. The question that I have is if during the daytime they'll even be there. Would the police even help us? We don't have much authority in this town. City. Town city. That's a, that's a question. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try. We've got, you know, we obviously Wait, have didn't, Milo um, on our didn't side. Didn't Milo? Yeah, we could use Milo. He's big I mean, and he's a busy guy. Man. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend we we use him at all, but we can say that we're friends of his and that'll help get us the that'll help open the door for us to get assistance maybe. You know, maybe trade information, tell them what we found out, they can tell us what they found out and we could try to resolve this issue. Okay. But Something we do immediately is get out of this hotel. Pretty much, that news report tells everybody exactly where we are staying. Yeah, and that was so. That was a little ridiculous. Apparently, news reporters don't care about people's well-being as they try to claim to be. It's all nuts. it's it's all business. It's all business here. It's that's the thing in Republic City. If you're part of an organization, I don't see you as a person, you know. Yeah, you're not really an individual so much as just a face for the, the group that you're in, you know. The thing is, and uh, Shang cuts her off and says, we still need to get in contact with the council to find a date on speaking with them about getting the school here. It would very much help our case to help stop a few lawbreakers. That's their reputation, but what's me in that face? Okay. Exactly. But uh, should we stay in this hotel or should we find some place else? Uh, Vana goes to look out the window um, to try to see like if there's anybody down on outside or something. She doesn't see anything from the angle of her uh, her room. It's not facing the entrance way of the building. So she just kind of looks back at you and says, you know, I, I 
I really don't know. It's probably safe if we go find another hotel or something. But again, you know, if we're walking in in White Lotus Ashes, if a cab driver would tip them off as to where we are, anybody could. Anybody would. So, I think for the time being, we should hide our sash. Not just uh, since we're infiltrating this, uh, this, this uh, anti, this uh, faction, but also for our own personal safety, thanks to Loudmouth as cat, uh, as, um, like the cat driver. If we do go to try to infiltrate this old bending arena, how do we actually know that they're gonna be there? That guy could have already told them and they would have already changed their location. They would have probably left something behind if they Maybe. did. So the worst case scenario, we find another lead. Best case scenario, they're still there. Sure. And, uh, and I'm looking at Taro and Jaeger. Don't y'all have, like, the jackets? Sure do. I pull it on. Yeah, I do. Well, that... In my packet, I think I still got that acting makeup. Just from a uh, bay long. Just in case, uh, if I come in handy. Jaeger goes wide-eyed. <laughs> Flashes you back. You can try to, to wear Jaeger's clothes again. Sean, <laughs> Sean looks at... Sean looks at you guys and just goes, Excuse me? You put makeup on... What? The acting? And he just, like, points to Jaeger. Let's all just change clothes right here, right now. Let's go. Come on. Wait, wait. Here we go. Wait, 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 wait. What? I, I think, I think that's a bit of an overreaction. Uh, even if you guys change clothes, you'll still be yourselves. So, I don't know if that needs to be done. I beg to differ. I agree with the wisdom of the council. Of the mentors. I think they know what they're doing. Well, then what are we doing? At least let's hide the, at least let's hide the fashions. Um, we'll hide the sashes, for sure. Yeah. That's at least what we can do. Um, they, do they actually, the news media actually know what we look like? They just know where we're at. They don't know who we are or what we look like. Unless the taxi driver had a very good memory and had a camera in his taxi cab. A big old honking camera. A big old giant camera that's manually operated. That takes like five minutes that to takes... take a single photo. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 We're gonna cut so, to Yang now. Um, if you guys, <laughs> unless you guys have more to say. So, no. objective number one, find new hotel. Objective number two, do reconnaissance on the old uh, bending arena. Because as long as these anti-bender people are around, they're just gonna keep making us look bad and they need to be taken care of. Right. And then go to the police, depending on what we find, if we get that far. 
That's good. Yes. Okay. We'll cool. do that. Okay. Cool. That's our plan. That's the plan. That's the plan right there. Okay. Ooh, um, I'm I'm going to call around some of the hotels in the area. Kevin, you know this city better than any of us. Do you have any recommendations? Damn, do I have any good recommendations? Um, Your dad. You know, you... Yep. That's what I was thinking, too. I think um, we should stay at my dad's place. It's probably safer, the security there, especially with the camp, oh, with the news media. I think that would be a good idea, actually. Your father might have somewhere to put at least some of us. Uh, you know, as long as none of us are alone in the city, we should be fine. Right. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. And that said, we cut over to Yang. But he's on a military base, guys. Like... So, Yang, it is early morning. You've woken up. So, Yang, it is early morning. You have just... I mean, you've probably been up for a while anyway. Uh, Milo is fast asleep in his room. Uh, you have your new quarterstaff that converts into a glider. Uh, you've got Iroh there with you. Uh, you've have you have a a more calming presence with you now after getting a lot of the stuff off of your chest. Um, and it's it feels good. It feels like a new morning, not just literally but figuratively as well. Um, but Milo is way asleep like he was up way past his bedtime good old old man milo uh old milo if you will and so he's asleep most of the air defense is already up and doing their stuff you did hear some morning sirens to start their morning drills get the get some more practice running uh their airplanes and stuff like that and the airbenders are like loosening themselves up by flying around in the uh the new airbender uniforms uh but is there anything that you want to do the morning is yours i go look for valahalaru and see if he would like to go with me to go meet up with the other members of the white lotus okay I'm pretty sure Milo showed you where he stays at. So you climb your way up to the highest point in the Air Temple, uh, Island's Temple. And as you come up to the very top of the stairs, there's a small door that you open up and you walk into the attic that looks unfinished, but it still has some sort of remnants of uh, the Air Temple or Air Nomad aesthetic. And you see Valahalaru is just laying very comfortably on a hammock and he's got this small bowl of what looks like dead spider flies and he's just eating it like popcorn staring out the window facing the uh the ang statue and the western uh spirit portal and just watching it like it's a television and he finally looks over and sees you and just kind of swallows and goes ah good morning Good morning, Good to see Bella. you are up. 
Uh, this is my normal time to get up. Normally I would be meditating, but I thought I would get an early lead to get up to meet up with the others. Would you like to join me? Hmm. And he looks at his big bowl of, of spider flies, and he looks at you, and he looks back at the bowl, and then he looks at you one more time, and says, But I'm, I'm so busy here. I, I can't <laughs> leave this alone. I, you know, I'm watching my show, my favorite show, and I'm eating my spider flies. It's, I would just be a burden. I really would. I smile and I do a gust cantrip to do a gentle breeze on the hammock to give it get it swing. Alright, you're lost, Valhalla. I'll see you later. Well, don't you want to know where your friends are first? I would assume that if they were staying anywhere that the White Lotus was allowed to stay, probably a hotel, so I would ask around on which hotels are around. Oh, yeah, you didn't watch the you television this morning, did you? What's a television? That's the big moving picture box thing. Did loud, 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 loud movie thingy thingy my body thing that looks like this and square and loud? Yeah, I mean, it's loud if you have the volume up, but on the side there are these little knobs that... You know, that's, that's irrelevant. But yes, that's what a television is. They are... They're... And he kind of like closes his eyes a little bit and his antennas start to move and glow a little bit the same way it did while in the, uh, the taxi cab last night. And it finally points in the direction and he, he just goes, Yep, you, you got it. They're still in the uh, hotel. The stay in. The stay in. Thank you, Valhalla That helps out a lot. I'd advise. I'd advise being very careful where you land your bison. There are only certain areas of the city that allow a bison or the air defense blimps and stuff to land. So keep an eye on that stuff while you're in the sky. I was gonna let Iro relax and unwind and use the glider to get across the water and then walk up to the. You said the stay-in? The stay-in? It's in the middle sector. We're gonna have to go up the mountain quite a ways. Yeah, you sure you don't wanna go? I am positive, and he just leans back into the hammock again and grabs his bowl and uses his tongue to pick up any of the spider flies that landed on the floor after you gusted him a little bit. Uh, just, just, you sure to get me when you guys are leaving the island. Yeah. Will do, Valhalla Row. So, after a bit of time, you fly over to where the stay-in is. It's pretty easy to see it, since it has the stay-in like logo and the big branded letters on the side of the building as you're flying up the mountain. Uh, and as you're flying over, you see just like a big crowd of people are just surrounding the entrance of the inn. 
which seems a little peculiar, and you're seeing a lot of, um, like, flashes of, of lights and stuff. Uh, at this high of a distance, you can't necessarily see what it's about, but you can tell coming in through the entrance is not going to work out very well. And I do have to ask you one thing. Are you wearing the White Lotus Sash that was handed back to you? Or do you just have that in your pocket or something? No, Kevin still has it. I told him to hold on to it. Okay. Cool. But yeah, you can... In, in that case, you can tell it would be a bit of a challenge to get through that crowd to get into the, um, the stay-in. But... Um, you're not entirely sure what's going on down there. Lands? Near the crowd, I guess? To find out what's going on? Okay. So you land off to the side a little bit, kind of in an alleyway so that, you know, they don't see you flying or whatever. You try to avoid confrontation with that. Uh, you land, I will say for the length of time that you would have had to fly, uh, it would just have been one chi. I'm not going to be an ass and have you spend all of your chi or whatever because of the length of time that you would have had to fly. So with that, you've got your chi spent, you've landed down, and you're heading up to the crowd of people. Uh, and you're seeing now all the flashing that you saw were these big, like, handheld picture capture, or like... It, motion, not even motion, they're in our world just cameras in this world I don't know if they would have been called anything fancy or what Yang would even call them just like moment capturers or something like that. And you're seeing flashes and there's one reporter that's wearing this like brown scarf that's tied around his, his neck and he's wearing this very, uh, not old but worn uh almost duster jacket and he's wearing this earthbender uniform underneath and he's got like a bit of a five o'clock shadow as he's fixing his uh his camera and he's just like oh, this damn thing keeps jamming up and he's like tinkering around with it he turns around and happens to see you and uh he doesn't really say anything he has no reason to to him you're just another person walking around in the street um, but you're seeing similar stuff going on with the rest of the people. Uh, you're seeing more people with other cameras. Some are putting in new screens and stuff like that. Others are just kind of idly waiting for the perfect time to take pictures. Some of them, you can tell one is a like news reporter almost because they have a little automobile uh, with a big camera that, or a big um, video camera that is resting on someone's shoulder just kind of waiting as someone is on the news right now talking about um, that they're waiting outside the front gates of the stay in to speak with the white lotus for them to be there and stuff like that so you're starting to get a general idea of what's going on uh... okay this is going to be interesting let's see I go up to somebody, um, is, is there a particular reason we're waiting out here? Oh, uh, did you see the news, kid? Yeah, the White, the white Lotus is here in this, uh, in this inn, and we want to ask them what they're going to do for our city. 
wish to talk to the White Lotus about what they want to do for the city? Of course, that's what news media does. They're trying to get information and figure out what to tell the people. Say, you're not from around here, kid, are you? I'm from the Southern Air Temple. Oh, fascinating! And he picks up, he lifts his camera over and takes a snaps a photo of you as as uh, you say that. Photo is going to be of one of like what the hell is going on right now. It's it's he, a weird looking face. Say, kid, what are you doing in the city? I came to visit family. Oh, okay. And you see he kind of, like, has his arm, uh, like, close to the inside of his jacket, just kind of asking you questions still. Uh, and you just feel like he's interrogating you just to get information. Uh, and he just continues and is like, ah, and, and who's your family, kid? They're just a couple of soldiers at the Air Temple Island. Nothing fancy. Really? Air Temple Island, you say? And he, he finally pulls out a little notebook and a pen, and he clicks the pen and starts writing. And you see a, f a few other uh, news people are starting to like listen in on your conversation. And he goes, uh, does that mean that you were there to see the night? Or were you there last night to see the, uh, the awful presentation against the Aang statue? the biggest grin on my face. I was, actually. And I was so scared and traumatized. It was so bad. It was so awful. You wouldn't believe me. <laughs> oh my god. And you, you're starting to see some pictures that are starting to get taken of you. And um, Roll me a deception check real quick. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> can we? Oh God, this is. You bad. can do this. You can what do this. What were you expecting? <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking? Trying to lie to the media. Okay, that's that's. I'm like scared. That's a 19, and my deception is a plus one, dirty 20. Okay, let me see what he's got. Uh, he got an 18, so that's... I don't have any cheat for him right now, but Deception, that's charisma-based. So I would say that it's neck and neck. Either way. Or Perception would have been wisdom-based, but yeah. So he just kind of looks at you and goes, Ah, really? Uh, and did you happen to see who was doing it or anything like that? I honestly don't know. It was like this one group of really, really scary people, and I, I was being chased. And I, I, then these these saviors, these saviors with with blue and and, and white, they they came out of nowhere and saved me. They came out and saved you while you were on an island with the with the air defense. How could I have been on the island with the air defense and see what was going on? I said I was on my way to visit family who live over there. I asked if I saw anything, and I said yes, which means I was around 
when the, the whole situation took place. Roll me a perception check. Perception? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am not good at lying, people. <laughs> no. Don't. Jeez. Uh, that would be 10 plus 2 is 12. You can tell they're not buying your story at all. But he just goes, oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm very sorry, uh, Southern Air Boy, that, uh, that you were feeling the stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, here, how about, how about you walk over with me and I'll, I'll write, I'll see if I can get the full story out of you. How, how does that sound? You got a minute? Actually, I have to and get a couple going of the other ones start. I have to go to tell my grandmother. I have to go tell my grandmother she about was the on the Air Temple Island as well. No, actually, my grandmother uh, is staying here. She's visiting as well. She's from the uh, really? Northern what? Air Temple. The Northern Air Temple. Ah, interesting, interesting. I thought that was only a White Lotus location. <laughs> no. Are you sure, <laughs> kid? White Lotus do have a school there. I don't know where you got your information, sir. Well, it's just that the Northern Air Temple was built by the White Lotus, whereas the Western and Southern Air Temples are the ones that the people, the Air Acolytes, live on. So I'm asking you, sir, is she White Lotus, or...? Hey, hey, you're... Hey, you have to understand, I'm an Air Nomad. You said Air Nomad. Therefore, I wouldn't have said Northern Temple if I wouldn't have met Air Nomads at the Northern Temple. I'm smiling the whole time. You're smiling, but so is he. So he, he just goes, So you're saying that she is an Air Nomad at the White Lotus Air Temple? Not a White Lotus Temple anymore. It's a Northern Air Temple. The White Lotus do have a small outpost there, but it's an Air Temple now. Uh-huh. And he just starts writing and more pe people start taking pictures. You're even seeing that the, the news lady that had the the video camera and stuff is starting to like come over to you with her microphone and uh, she's you, you can't really hear what she's saying, but a lot of the attention that was a around the front of this building is now directed right on you. You are the center of an entire crowd of news anchors and newspaper people and all of this, just hearing the story, this back and forth. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm secretly hoping that my friends and the other people inside are taking advantage of the distraction I'm trying to cause. Speaking of so, you literally just found out about that. What did Jaeger, Kevin, and Taro were cutting back to you guys. So, you guys have made the plan to. What was your plan? Step one find new, find, find new hotel. Yes. Step two. And taking off the set. Investigate Step the bro bender the bro bender arena. Step three, please. Step three, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step four, profit. Yes. That's my <laughs> that's my four step plan. I have it written down. 
It's it's set in paper. That is and, what that uh, is. Vana, Vana, ah. Vana, Vana gets off of the phone and is like, "Okay, so I found a more lower end hotel that feels fine with taking us." Um. We're going to have to get some yuans because we are staying here for free. Not going to be staying there for free. Um, so the unfortunate thing is, Kevin, you may have to call your dad and see if some of us can stay with him or something. Can't we all just sure. stay there? It's entirely up to his father. I will not find Chong your, um, the creepy basement. I won't. All right, I'll give my father a call. All right, and you give your father a call, and that's where we'll end the episode. So, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Really deep moments on both sides. Um... And Milo, this might be the last episode that we need you on, unless there's something else, unless the clan, the group decides to just keep you around. Um, so it's, it feels a little bittersweet <laughs> I'm saying, the pet uncle. saying that's the end. <laughs> Here, let me give no, you a glider. It it's like... <laughs> I'm not dead, I'm uh, just going away. Yeah. Uh, General Milo was tragically hit with a tire iron and put to sleep. Oh, I guess I am dead. Never mind. It is like tragic. Oh, wow, that was cold. <laughs> it was just a, it was just a throwback, guys. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, for as long as we're in Republic City, there's a good chance that Yang's going to be at Air Temple Island. Yeah, the possibility is always there for more Mila. I mean, this is also a huge city. Well, you gotta, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then on top of that, hey, what about that, the dragon dancers? Uh, what about the dragon? Yeah, Nobody has talked them. about those since uh, days. <laughs> since been long. And big as this city is, yes, that's somewhere. If they even made it to Republic City. Mm-hmm. That oh, is God, true. I love how we put pressure on Taro. <laughs> like Taro, that was hilarious. That was hilarious <laughs> and accurate. I can make great decisions. Hold on. Nice, nice, nice. I'm really good at making decisions. <laughs> I yeah, can't even decide you... how I'm gonna approach uh, Cafe LA <laughs> about my burrito. You still haven't figured that out? No, I haven't been able to. I've been in those. Ask Taro. Taro. You know, I would be. I'm not gonna lie. I would be so upset with that whole moment between you and Shang if you were just like scrolling on your phone, like, how do I talk to these guys? (laughs) (laughs) No, I did that earlier. Jaeger, um, your best bet is to message Uber Eats or wherever you uh, uh, ordered it from, and just be like, they didn't deliver the. Burrito. Yeah, I used Grubhub and uh, there is no option for that. So I just got to call the restaurant. Or 
That's what yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a letter to um, the the internet security guy who wanted to take away net neutrality. Yeah, do it. Oh, you won't. Mm, Heck that right. Do it. Oh, and might Remember I just say <laughs> round of applause to Chris. Like, wow. Yes. Like Thank you so much for coming on here, man. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to meet some yeah, people. I, some cool people. <laughs> I had an absolute blast role-playing with you, too. Oh, uh, before we leave Republic City, however, I will be going to Uncle Milo and asking him to put on my tattoos. Hey, that's spoilers. Jaeger wants a tattoo. Everybody gets tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Milo, real quick, roll me a performance check to see how good of a tattoo artist oh, you are. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. Don't mess this up, uh, Don't you dare, I'll be upset. Well, this character doesn't have perform as a skill, so... Oh, 18. Nice. 18? Nice, okay. Well, so, not yeah, necessarily, because in case you forget... See, this ain't fair. This is so not fair. I roll high and all the bad <laughs> happens to me. Everybody else rolls high. All the good <laughs> happens to them. Brock was like literally roll for snoring. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so to to explain how that mechanic worked, okay? It was a one through five, you don't snore. Six through ten, you snore just a little bit. Eleven through fifteen, you Mind snore you. quite a bit. And sixteen through twenty, you are super loud. <laughs> Mind you, a critical failure is a critical success. Uh, no, because, because it's a skill check and it doesn't. I, the, everybody I mean, wants to be good at snoring. It's a whole new mechanic. Jealous. It's a it's my mechanic that I made that I made for me myself and you guys. So if you don't like well, it, it then you shouldn't have rolled what you did, sir. <laughs> there, it wasn't just you the snoring either. Yeah, you should have rolled different, dude. It was it was you. No, there was my mechanics were perfect. I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> but there was another instance in which rolling high was extremely bad, and it was like really. Was no, it the you king after uh, the bison prank? No, no, it was something else. It was after the bison prank. It was after the snoring. You were oh. rolling for Iro. Does he snore? I don't think that was. It. There was an Iro no. snore check. No, Iro doesn't snore. No, Iro, I was jealous though. Iro doesn't snore. Okay. He, no, he will snore as loud as oh, you do. You know what? Before we, before we, before we, before we fully end this episode, <laughs> Milo, could you roll me a snore check? Yeah, we oh, gotta figure God. this out right now. Put my dice away right. like three times already, but sure. Hold on. Natural twenty. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. I love rolling dice. It's great. <laughs> that sounded like sarcasm. It wasn't, I promise. Which also sounds like sarcasm. <laughs> I got a 14. Yeah. Alright, you're pretty loud. I snore louder yeah. than... I snore louder than you. That is that. So, it is an airbender thing confirmed. It's an airbender thing. <laughs> Strong lungs. Now it's canon. Mm-hmm. Canon. Watch Bastard right. Go be yeah. like, 
a th like a thunderstorm. <laughs> here, here, let me let me roll to let me roll to see if Go Please. snores. He got a or she got a seven, so she snores a little bit. <laughs> what about Sean? Sean, oh man, I can see him snore. He got a seven too, so they're both equally snores. Should I just roll Pokey for the rest? Five? All right, yeah, let's see Pokey, Pokey five. five. Yeah, Pokey, Pokey five got an eleven. Eleven, so Pokey five snores. And Tork got a nine, Pokey so he five snores. snores than... And Vana, Vana got a twelve. Vana's a loud oh. snorer, or a moderately <laughs> okay. loud snorer. What about Driver? <laughs> oh my God! What is wrong with everybody? Fifteen. He snores too. Driving. He must be. He okay. must be an airbender. Now we need Valhalla Balhanda Balhanda Oh, Valhalla Ru? Yeah. Oh, I hope he gets a nat twenty because that would just I hope be he's fitting. He got an eight. Okay, so never mind. <laughs> what? A, what about the sandbender? All right. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> what about Ludini? Uh, the class is used. Ludini. The, the class. Oh my. Ludini. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fine. This is the last one. The last <laughs> one. He got a seventeen. He is a loud snorer. Snoring in that well. Okay, wow. He's la he's louder than me. That sounds very fitting though, because Dini is such a loud person, a very outward person. Anyway. Oh, Milo. Hey, Waluigi. Milo. It's yes. funny. Ludini is the only person Yang is uh, probably gonna kill. Really? <laughs> Spoilers! I mean, he oh, did kidnap Taro. It's only fitting. We haven't even ended the episode. Stop spoiling. Yes, okay, so uh, the, the, the class to do. So the classes used <laughs> tonight were <laughs> a Skeptic Frog's creation, the setting, the world of Avatar was created by Bright, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will all credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. And as always everybody, subscribe for more shenanigans. Goodbye, oh, everybody. Subscribe for more shenanigans. 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 Alright, bye, Craig. <laughs> bye, bye, Craig. Bye, Daddy. Bye. Do you do you want to give one last bye, Craig, to for us, Milo? Uh, see a f Guys <laughs> 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 from the earlier events, so it would be kind of. I feel Strange. like Taro probably wouldn't sleep very I mean, you guys well can tonight. talk about that too. <laughs> we hear a muffled laugh and chuckle inside the room. Behind the door, we're hearing some fumbling of keys and some more chuckles until the latch is undone and the door opens into Tork's room. Torque steps in, arm over a young, spry, fire-bender female from wherever he was for the night. They continue to laugh and enjoy each other's company. He tells her to sit wherever and get comfortable. 
as he stumbles his way over to the liquor cabinet to grab something to drink. He trips over himself a little bit. She begins to laugh. Him recognizing her reaction begins to laugh as well. And just as he finishes to grab the drinks and starts pouring a glass for the two of them to continue their evening together. The phone on the coffee table begins to ring. He looks to the woman and says, One moment. She just nods and begins to scan the room as she still sits on the bed, awaiting for his full attention. He picks up the phone and goes, Uh, yeah, this this is Torque. Hi, it's, it's me, your favorite. Are you uh, busy? Are you free? Uh, Ataro. Uh, and he almost drops the bottle of liquor, uh, you hear a clang through the phone, though you don't know what it is. Uh, he cleans up very quickly, looks to the person on the bed, but steers his attention to you. When he says, No, uh, not at all. What? What's up? He looks over at the clock to see the time, understanding that it is very late. Where both of you are. Oh, um, uh, nothing. Um, uh, I mean, I guess that I didn't know who else to talk to. Um, wow, this is weird. Um, are you sure you're you're free? You don't have anything going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally free to talk. He says this. He can't help but glance over to the woman on the bed. She gives him a, a glaring look, but stays quiet. Okay, um, well, I guess, um, what am I saying? Do you remember when, or, why I said I wanted to join the White Lotus? <laughs> I do. I don't think I could ever forget that day. <laughs> yeah, me either. You kicked my butt. Um, I guess I've just been um, thinking a lot. Man, um... Wow, sorry, I lost what? my train of thought. Um, What's, uh... Something sounds like it's bothering you, Taro. Like, you you okay? Um, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I'm fine. The mission is going great. I'm fine. I just... Things about my past, I just guess, keep... Coming up in... Man, wow. Boy, howdy. I sure do feel like I shouldn't be here. 
Oh. Yeah, and I'm not. Um, I'm not uh, asking for advice or wow or even anything at all. I'm just questioning why I should even be. You know, like here, why I feel like I've lied to to you to everyone. I I'm definitely not cut out to be a leader of any sort. I don't. Sorry. I'm fine. As you're talking, he moves his foot over as he sees the woman on the bed is about to open the bedside drawer of his night desk. He does this to shift the nightstand so that she can't look through it. She gives him a glaring look and he doesn't pay her any attention at all. Instead, he says, Taro, <laughs> you're thinking too much. <laughs> oh, am I? I'm thinking too much? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. You're starting to doubt yourself. Now, I didn't have you as a student for, what's it been, two years now, three years, to have you sit here and question yourself, like, so, uh, stop that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get right on that. Uh, stop thinking that everything I've done the past two years has been a complete lie. I'll, yeah, I'll just, just stop right now. I got it. That was, uh, yep, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all right. He begins to sober up when he asks, Taro, who do you want to be? What do you mean? Well, you say that you're lying to me and to everybody else, so it's either you're trying to hide from your past, or trying to be somebody that you're not, so who do you want to be? Uh, I want to be Taro. I want to be who everyone thinks I am. I don't want to be who I left behind those <laughs> years ago. I want to be Taro. Then you are Taro. When I tell you you're thinking too much, it's not because I'm telling you to not think at all. It's because you're not, you're not listening to your heart like you should. Uh, you know, I've been in the same boat. You know, I've got a past too. I get it, you know. Yeah, same, you know? It's... The past is going to creep up one way or another. But it's who you are when it does that makes a difference, not who you were. But I don't want all these people that have come to trust me to suffer when it eventually does... Um, 
catch up to me. I don't know how I can do that to everyone. The ones that care about you most will understand. You know, follow your heart. Do Be who you want to be. And uh, they want to give you a hard time about it, then they they don't have a right to tell you who you are. And what if who I am doesn't involve being in the White Lotus? Then I would say that's a decision that is Tara. Thanks, Torque. Um, this kind of life isn't cut out for everybody. I get that. But listen, I don't. I don't care where you came from. Like that's why I never ask. I don't care who you were, and I sure as hell knew that you didn't know who you were when you stepped in. <laughs> but that's not stopping me from yeah. <laughs> having your back any step of the way. <laughs> you were lost. I I saw that a mile away. And it I didn't care. And those that care about you wouldn't care who you were either. I've got your back, whatever you picked are. Um, Just follow your heart. <laughs> Thanks, Tork. Um, I guess. Sorry for getting um, mushy-gushy on you. I know you're not really the type to get like that. Um, have a good evening. Yeah, you too. And he takes another glance at the clock before he says, Get some rest. Like, you got a lot of stuff going on over there, it sounds like, but you, you need to, you need to let yourself get some sleep. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try. Um, and Torque, th thank you for everything. Yeah. I've always got your back, Tara. I wish I could say the same about you, but you're really tall. <laughs> you'll you'll get there eventually. We can get you some high heels or something. I I don't know, or get you some nice rock boots. We'll figure something out. <laughs> All right, sounds like a plan. I'll hold you to it. I'd finger gun you, but you can't. You wouldn't be able to see it. So I'll just uh, tell you I'm I'm finger gunning. <laughs> I, I'm finger gunning back. Pew, pew. Alright. Good night, Zara. Good night, Tork. He hangs up the phone. Pausing for a moment. 
just collecting all the words that were said between the two. The woman on the bed leans forward to try to get closer to him. Before she can say anything, he says, Maybe we should take a, a rain check on this. Uh, I've had a good night, but um, there's some work I need to do. Uh, I hope you understand. <laughs> Before you can finish this sentence, she scoffs, gets up, and walks out of the room. He doesn't seem bothered. Instead, just looks over at the drawer she tried to open. The same drawer that has the picture of himself with the young water tribe woman. He grabs a pen and paper, sits down in front of his coffee table, and begins to write a letter. Dear Grand Lotus Master, <laughs> 